my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is a show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. G'day friends, it's Will here in the studio with my lovely friend, my sister in Christ, my co-host, Lindy Sperry. Hello, how are you? Great to have you in the studio. Now, you, our loyal listeners, are in for a treat because Lindy is going to be sharing with you, our lovely audience, for this whole week. And so we're so excited to be to be sharing the studio with uh, Lindy and uh, and her expertise. Lindy, um, you're not a stranger to the Faith FM team. You've you presented on our Drive Time show uh, regularly over the over the course of your ministry here in South Australia. But for those who may just um, listening for the first time or uh, may not have heard you speak and present, I know you have a passion for prayer and uh, obviously you are tell us a bit about yourself i guess what i'm saying and <laughs> then we're going to jump in i'll introduce our our theme for this week well will i am passionate about prayer but i suppose yeah. that the very basis of all of that is that i'm passionate about a personal and intimate relationship with our lord jesus right. and that encompasses prayer of course but it also encompasses Everything about ourselves. Yeah. And I suppose uh, having this wonderful opportunity to speak about health, and you might wonder, well, what's Lindy Sparing doing speaking about <laughs> health? What does she know about health? Why is she interested in health? Well, I've had a long, long history of studying, reading, interested in all sorts of books by yeah. Adele Davis, by Ross Horn. All sorts of people may not have agreed with everything I heard. Sure. But really passionate about um, this particular topic, so that's why I'm here. Amen to that. And so, um, Lindy, and just for our listeners as well, you also um, you serve as our prayer ministries coordinator for our uh, Seventh Adventist Church here in South Australia, and yes. you've been doing that for I guess five years. Five years now, mm-hmm. and so. Um, Whenever within our context here in in South Australia, when whenever the conversation of prayer is brought up, Lindy is obviously um, our leader in that space, and so I really appreciate your ministry, Lindy, and obviously your husband Glenn as well. Um, you have a, a wonderful impact up amongst our churches, and you've come to um, Paravista Church to preach a couple of times, and uh, we always look forward to having you as well. Thank you. Um, so, Lindy. We're talking this week, and by the way, for our listeners out there, wherever you are tuning in from, either here in Adelaide, South Australia, or interstate, we especially want to welcome you. I apologize for a bit of technical difficulties just uh, a few minutes ago, but we're back on air, and so we we praise God that we're... um yeah, that, that we're back to normal, so to speak. So, Lindy, we have a very interesting theme that we are going to be starting today and the rest of our team will be unpacking. And the theme is this, the Bible, spirituality, and physical health. Now, because of time constraints, um, Lindy, we normally would share a World Watch segment where we share a bit of an article or things that's happening in over, you know, in the culture, on social media, in the news. But because of time constraints, we're going to bypass the World Watch segment. But what I thought we'd do in just a few minutes at the top of the show, Lindy, is maybe just um, for our listeners out there, why do you think is health, uh, our theme actually, why is spirituality... It, and physical health, um, why is that important? And uh, I guess maybe more personally, um, has it been a passion for you? And and have you seen this, I guess, the Lord impress you in regards to this topic um, in your journey of faith? I suppose for me, 
when I had my children, I wanted them to be well and healthy. And it was the beginning of me having a passion and interest in this. I absolutely love the book Ministry of Healing yeah. by Ellen White. Awesome And book. she's an awesome author and certainly well read across the world by all different uh, people from all different backgrounds and faiths. So I love that book as well. But another thing, Pastor Will, Will and I'm sorry, I'll keep calling no, that's you Pastor Will. <laughs> you are a pastor. Yeah. Is that... I studied to be a naturopath for four years. Right, I, four I had years no of idea. my life studying in natural therapies. Now, there are some areas in, in that particular study that perhaps I didn't want to keep going down that path. It right. was actually a Seventh-day Adventist principal that was running this college, and I was very passionate about mind, body, and spirit. I, I sort of came to understand that if our mind's not well, sometimes our body's affected. If our body's not well, sometimes spiritually we're affected. And, and all of these different thoughts would come to my mind. I started to research and read and I, and I did these studies as well. And so I am passionate about each one of us achieving the best possible health that we can. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how you mentioned, Lindy, that it was really um, as you had children that you, you know, you wanted what's best for your kids and uh, you wanted to delve into that idea of health and impacted them and obviously yourself as well. And so, um, Lindy, I'm so excited um, that we're going to be sharing uh, our time together in the studio today. And um, so the theme, overall theme, is the Bible, spirituality, and physical health. But the question that you and I are going to be looking at today in particular, Lindy, is the question, are health principles really part of biblical religion? And I guess it's somewhat of an introduction to our topic today and where the rest of our team are going to dip, take different aspects of this question. And so, hey, if, if you're listening out there and, and you've, you know, obviously all of us, we want better health. We want a better way of life. We want to live better and, and feel better. And hey, the Bible actually has some really amazing principles um, in this space. And so the question Lindy and I are going to be tackling today, mm. are health principles really part of biblical religion? And so what we're going to do, Lindy, um, we're going to go straight to a break because of time constraints. But before we do that, um, we're going to play a song in a minute, but I just want to promote our free book offer. And so, Lindy, the book that we're offering today is right in line with our theme this week about health Absolutely. and healthful living. And so for you, our listeners out there, we want to give you a free gift. And the book is entitled A Taste of Food as Medicine. A Taste of Food as Medicine. And this is a book by author Sue Rad, and it's basically a cooking for your best health. Now, tell me, everybody wants better health these days. <laughs> Doesn't matter who you are and where you come from and how old you are. We all want to live healthy and happier lives. And so, hey, on behalf of our Drive Time team, here is a free book that we want to place in your hands, A Taste of of food as medicine. You know, in fact, I haven't, I've actually haven't read this, um, book, Lindy. I, I might even need one myself you because, <laughs> you know, sometimes when you, you know, you get, you know, you're in the middle of the night and you, you know, you got the, you want to have a late night snack and sometimes your, your choices aren't always the best. <laughs> Speaking from experience, but, um, hey, here's a free book that we'd like to give to you. All you need to do for this free book is you need to text the code SA144. And that is to our number 0488 80811. 
and we will get that book out to you as soon as we can, free of charge, our gift to you. So one more time, A Taste of Food as Medicine. If you'd like a cooking book for your best health, please text the code SA144 to 04888-80811. We'll promote the book offer one more time towards the end of the show. But for now, please don't go away. We'll go to some music and we'll be back in just a few moments. What a friend we have in Jesus All our sins increase to Rendition of the beautiful classic hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with myself, uh, Will, and Lindy here in the studio. And uh, if you're just tuning in, we are talking about the theme, the Bible, spirituality, and physical health. And today's question that uh, Lindy and I are going to be looking at, are health principles really part of biblical religion? Now, Lin- Lindy, um, walk us through here. Um, explain to us this concept of health principles 
And yeah, does it really matter? Is it part of biblical religion? I guess by extension, um, does God really care about my physical condition, if I could put it that way? Okay, that's a fantastic question. Now, I just want to talk to you about my mum. You might be wondering, why are we going to talk about my mum? My mum used to breed collie dogs when I was growing up. And she would take them to shows. And later in life, she bred Burman cats. Now, if mum wanted her animals to do well at the shows and win uh, prizes and ribbons and recognition for good breeding, for their behaviour and the health of the animal, she had to make sure that the animals had good quality food, extra supplements, the best possible treatment from vets, plenty of exercise, warm and comfortable environments and good care. Right. So if people who breed animals understand these principles, mm. what is wrong with us as humans? You know, I did some research. In Australia, cardiovascular disease kills 118 people per day. Wow. That is one in every 12 minutes. Goodness. And cancer kills an estimated 49,000 Australians per year. That averages 135 deaths per day. Now, is that acceptable in our modern society in Australia that has access to so much information and technology and available sorts of foods? Look, even when I was growing up, we didn't have the sorts of foods that are available to us now like blueberries and raspberries and lots of walnuts and avocados and things. So something in this whole way of our thinking needs to be challenged. That's what I believe. Now, I don't know. Have you got a nice car? Uh, I'd like to say it's... Uh, <laughs> it's a reasonable car. Yeah, a reasonable car. car. It's a reasonable car. Well, you know, uh, if people uh, treated mm. their cars the way they treat their bodies, they'd never make it to, through the warranty period. We A car needs to be cared for properly. Yep. You've got to have it serviced regularly. You've got to make sure the tyres are, are looked after. And our bodies need just as much, if not more, care. Yep. And the Bible does suggest to us, Will, that you know we have perhaps three score and ten years, it says in one place. And in another place, it even talks about us living to 120 years. Okay. Now, it's great to live a long life, but don't we want quality of life? Don't we want to be well and healthy and able as much as we can? So, you know, most people, I feel, Will, and you can argue with me on this point, I think most people don't realize that sickness and disease are not necessarily right and can be avoided. In fact, according to Dr. George Hay H. Malkmus, he's a pastor, a doctor as well, he studied and written about health and nutrition. He believes that Christian, Christians can avoid heart disease, cancer, stroke and diabetes and a host of other diseases by returning to the biblical teachings and observing the natural laws that God gave men thousands of years ago. Now, Will, if you went outside and you climbed up onto the top of the studio here and you jumped off, what would happen? Would you fly off? No. No, you'd fall. Yeah. Because there's a law there that says of gravity, you're going to fall. And so for us as well, there are laws that govern the way we look after our bodies. John D. Rockefeller was quoted as saying to a young person who was discouraged by poverty, you could have all my millions, he said, if I could exchange it for the health that you possess. Wow. So he wanted to have good health. And yet if he'd only understood some principles about that are in the word of God, well, let's face it, Will, who created us? Yeah, God did. Yeah. Doesn't he know 
what's right for us? Yeah. Wouldn't he have some insights in how that we can stay well and healthy? Uh, another thing that I'm going to present or, or put forward today is that it, could disease be an effort of nature to free the system from conditions that result from a violation of the laws of health? Is it possible that a cold or a flu is the way God created our bodies to get rid of rubbish? You know, how you blow your nose a lot and you might have other ways that you're getting rid of toxins in your body. It's possible that those sicknesses are related to your body trying to, to correct itself and to get right. And that nature is... I believe to be assisted in her effort yeah. to expel impurities and re-establish right conditions. So that that's sort of where I'm going with the, with this health. Does God want us to be healthy? Yes, yes, yes. I believe so. Yeah. In fact, in the book I said Ministry of Healing, it talks about pure air, sunlight is a big word, abstemiousness which is a different word for a temperance, Mm -hmm. rest, exercise, proper diet, the use of water, trust in divine power. These are the true remedies. Now, one of our organizations created this acronym, which I think will be easier for our listeners to to remember. New Start. Okay. So, Will, you want to have a new start. You want to be healthy and strong. You work very hard as a pastor and you've got to visit and you've got to take sermons and you've got to attend meetings. Right. Don't you want to be well yeah, and absolutely. strong? absolutely. So yep. you might want a new start. So new start's a good acronym. Okay. N for nutrition, E for exercise, W for water, S for sunshine, T for temperance, A for air, R for rest and T for trust. Okay. So isn't so that good? It's fairly start. easy. Yeah. And sometimes I say to myself, new start, am I following that? Am I keeping up with that the best that I can? You know, we can't always get it right, yeah. Will. I think you and I had lunch together today. Yes. I don't know if you had a bit of that dessert, Will, but <laughs> there was probably a bit of sugar in there. <laughs> yeah, I was just th- – can I just jump in there, Linda? Absolutely. I think when we, whenever we talk about health, I think – Depending on, I guess, in some ways, the stage of life that you're in. Like I remember when I, you know, as we all do, when we're growing up, we're you know high school and in our early twenties, etc. Where health is not something we're really thinking about. You know, we're thinking about having a good time and you know partying and that type of thing. Um, and it's not until I guess for me personally, at least, it's not until I've gotten a bit older um, and now I'm married and got a little four year old that you know now I'm actually thinking about my my life and thinking about my health and. And um, almost with a bit of a somewhat of a concern because, you know, you read about all the time and people having heart attacks, they're getting younger and younger. And and so for me, it's almost, I guess, this stage that I might add in my life, I, I want to be healthy, I guess, just because of the season of life I'm in and also sure. motivating factors I want to be around for my little four-year-old and sure. I want to see her grow up, you it's know? It's so true, Will, but a lot of younger people, as you say, perhaps don't take – they take it for granted yeah. or don't realise. Although I have met some young people who are quite passionately vegan yeah. or passionate in this way. Yeah. But think about like this, Will. If you had some hot – um, I don't know, 50-year-old Monaro that had been done up and it's got mags <laughs> and it's it's got a V8 engine and yeah. you're going to look after it, aren't yeah. you? Because it's it's precious to you. Yep. Well, in the same way, we should value our bodies yeah. because God created us and he wants to live in us. You yep. know, in John, uh, in th- 3 John 1, 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health 
just as your soul prospers. Yeah. You see, God Amen. wants you and I to be healthy. And yep. so he's established laws or principles, if you like, for us to be healthy. In Paul says in Second Thessalonians 5.23, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now when Paul's talking about a soul, we are living souls. We are a living soul, yeah. mind, body, and spirit. Right. And so <clears throat> that spirit part of us, that, that part that connects with God, needs to be healthy as well. Yeah. It, it's not just one thing. We need to be healthy all in all areas of yeah. our life. He also, God wants us to have an abundant life. Yeah, now, absolutely. What, what's the use if all of those mm. people who have given their hearts to the Lord are broken down and sick and dying and unable to spread the gospel? Yeah. That doesn't seem right to me. Yeah. doesn't seem right. And so God created us. He knows what's best for us. Let me just tell you a little testimony about an attorney. His name was Robert Cross. He went from nearly, for, from needing heart surgery and being on cholesterol medications to losing 27 kilos and having normal cholesterol and blood sugar levels. And the way he did it, he started on a plant-based diet under the care of Dr. John McDougall. Many people have yeah. heard of Dr. John McDougall. He promotes the uh, starch diet, right? a high-starch diet. And this, this attorney continued to lose weight and gain health by just simply changing how he ate. And, yeah. hope, and then in time, there will be other areas of his life that would improve as well. So disease never comes without a cause. And I know that our medical profession work very hard. My son's a, a paramedic in Melbourne. Okay. And I know the medical profession work very hard to help people, but they're not trained in a lot of preventative medicine. And so often they'll say, oh, Will, um, you've got this symptom. We'll use this drug to control it. But that doesn't necessarily always uh, treat the root cause yeah. of why you have high blood pressure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there are other ways that you and I can find to be healthy. And I think sometimes you said about being young, you probably took your health for granted, didn't yeah. you? Absolutely. Well, at the end of the day, we have to live with the consequences of those choices. You know, yep. we've all, we've all done things, whether it's we, we eat too much sugar or sadly we've gotten involved in drugs or alcohol or cigarettes or, or other things that are bad for our health. Can it be regained? I believe to a large degree it can. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Well, when you cut your finger, Normally you don't bleed to death from that, yeah, do you? No. It starts to heal because yep. your body's been created to heal yeah, itself. Yeah, that's awesome. And the skin grows over and then you can um, continue on. You put a Band-Aid on it and off you go. So I think sometimes we take our health for granted. I think it's great if we can remember this acronym, New Start. New Start, okay. And uh, we can continue to to do to. Do the right thing. So we're going to look a little bit at nutrition. Do you need to go to another break now or we can talk uh, a little we can bit? Go, we can keep going a bit longer. So the first part of that New Start acronym is, is nutrition. Nutrition, yep. Now, the typical Western diet is high in fats, in meats, oils, eggs, cheese, low in fiber and high in sugar and refined foods. Now, that sets up a perfect storm. It's a bit like getting your car and pouring the wrong oil into it and it starts to rust. <laughs> yep. You are, in a sense, rusting inside. You've got um, 
oxidants going around your body and they're starting to destroy your body and then you can end up with all sorts of diseases and problems. I personally believe that a plant-based diet is the best option okay. for most people. You know, and I do remember one of my lecturers when I was studying natural therapies said one man's meat is another man's poison. And in other words, what he was saying is some people can eat some things and, and other people eat it and become sick. So, you know, we have to be sensible. Yep. We have to find out what, what works for us. You know, years, um, people lived an average of, um, for hundreds of years, they lived on a plant-based diet okay. before the introduction of, of um, factories and, and other outlets. And it wasn't until after the flood and vegetation had been destroyed that man started consuming a meat diet, okay. which certainly limited his lifespan. And it took only a few generations with man eating meat that his lifespan dropped from about 900 years, imagine that, imagine wow. that to about 100 years and then continued to decline till about 70 years so you know look some people will be listening and going yeah yeah lindy all right look there's so many diets around which one should i go with you know i want to lose weight or i've got high blood pressure and sometimes you and i need to search out for ourselves rather than just listening to professionals on how to regain our health and we also need to recognize will that Farming methods have changed yep. and that our commercially grown foods have changed basically since the mid-1900s. So that's long before you were born. Yep. <laughs> they are now bombarded with pesticides and growth stimulants and our animals are treated with hormones, steroids and antibiotics. Wow. So those things are coming into us. How is this affecting our health? Yeah. We need to ask ourselves that question. Is it affecting us? And I know some people suggest growing your own food. Apparently during COVID, lots of people grew their own food. I, I grew some, um, we've grown oranges. They're yummy, really wow. sweet. We've got some tomato and corn in now and we've done broccoli and cauliflower. And so we've tried a few different things and it's really exciting to eat what yeah. you've grown yourself. And you don't put I, I can't say in. that I have any experience in that. But. Oh, Will, you're going to have to get into it. <laughs> yeah. Put just even a little garden bed. Yeah. Just grow a few herbs. It's so exciting. It'll be lovely for your daughter too. She'll go, Daddy, this yes. is fun. <laughs> this is fun. So perhaps we do need to grow. Um, and also we could even encourage the farming industry to perhaps use less harmful and more natural methods in when they're producing food. We don't have all the answers. Yeah. But I believe that if we follow to the best of our ability the health principles, and I often think of this when I say grace before a meal, I'm going to do the best that I can and ask God to add his grace to what I'm doing to keep me as well as I can. There was an article in The Age in July 1994 that was entitled Fighting Cancer with the Help of Your Greengrocer. The first paragraph said, this is in 1994. Scientists have discovered that fruit and vegetables not only provide fiber and vitamins, but are rich in chemicals that have the power to prevent cancer. Wow. Recent research indicates that these phytochemicals can offer protection against environmental toxins such as cigarette smoke and other carcinogens. The research field is still in its infancy. Now, I, I sort of laugh a little bit at that argument. 1994, they're discovering what God's been saying in the Bible wow. since the beginning of time. Because in Genesis 1.29, God says, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose field 
whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. So God has yeah. been showing us since the beginning of time, and here the scientists are saying, look yeah. what we've discovered. You know, Lydia, and I agree with everything you're saying about health, and I love the analogies about, you know, if we, you know, if animals need nourishment and a good diet essentially to be at their optimal level, how about for us? I'm just wondering, Lindy, because I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that many listeners who are listening today, they're, they would agree with everything you're saying to some extent. They, everyone wants to live healthy and happy lives. Um, why do you think, I don't know if I'm putting this question a little bit earlier than maybe it needs to be, but why do you think, I guess I'm speaking in, on behalf of, uh, fellow Christians, and I guess I'm talking from my own experience because before I, um, before I became an Adventist Christian, I, I went, you know, I, I went to a, a different Christian denomination church, a Tongan church in Sydney. And, uh, without getting into specific details, I can just generally say that health wasn't something that was really emphasized or practiced or preached, if I could use that language. I mean, I've got a very vivid picture of, um, Every Sunday, I mean, this church was right on in Ashfield on Liverpool Road, a very busy road in, in the inner western Sydney, and every Sunday right after the service. Now, look, I'm a young person at this time. I'm probably 15, 16 years old, and it was quite the norm for the fellas, the men of the church, to go uh, a few metres away from the church right under a tree. They all be smoking. <laughs> and I didn't need to know the Bible, or uh, I just knew that, Hey, that doesn't, are we not supposed to do that? Now, it was just a passing thought, but now that you're talking, I'm thinking of all these, um, experiences, these cultural experiences. And, and by the way, you know, our, my Pacific Island brothers and sisters, our culture, we, yeah, this is something that really, we really, uh, struggle with is how to implement healthy food practices at home. And I, I just remember every Sunday at this church, Linda, that I used to go to, uh, growing up, there would be a huge feast every Sunday and we would have food on that, on the table that, you know, the Bible, I believe, as I understand it now, considers it unclean and various meats and all these types of things and seafood, etc. And I guess I'm just sharing, why do you think it is that for many, I would say, I'm not trying to assume that everyone thinks this way, but why do you think there's no, not much conversation discussion when we're talking about health as it pertains to be a professed follower of Jesus. It, to me, it seems like it's almost like what we eat and how we kind of go about that part of our lives. It's it's not really a religious uh, exercise. It's more like a preference, and we don't really uh, give it that much weight. So, what do you think? Is, is there? I don't know. There may be a variety of factors. I'm not sure, but I'm just guessing that for majority of Christians, you know, I'm just talking. I guess. To fellow believers, it's, I'm not sure if it's something that people spend a whole lot of time thinking about. What do you think? Am I on the right track? Or I, think, you? I think you are on the right track, and, and we're certainly going to be looking at that later in okay. the week. We're going to right. look at the spirituality side of it. I think it has to come back to what is it that we really want to do and achieve for the Lord? You know, okay. we're called to be servants of His, we're called to be disciples of His. Well, it's no good us trying to do those things if our body is suffering in some way. Right. You know, the Bible says, my people perish through lack of knowledge. Yep. And we have so much knowledge today that just affirms 
that the principles in the Bible about eating a plant-based diet, about not overindulging, um, and about caring for our bodies. There's just so much information that supports that view. Yeah. I know that Seventh-day Adventists have always had a bit of a health message. We've got right. hospitals, we've got our sanitarium health foods, and we we run programs, cooking demonstrations, yeah. vegetarian cooking, all of that. And even from when I was growing up in the church, we've learned even more. And I'm so thrilled that you're offering that a taste of food as yeah. medicine. Um, Sue Rad is is a, is a wonderful girl. I was at the same high school with her. But I oh, wow. You actually for, know the author of the book. Well, I know her, but I haven't seen her for many, many wow, years. Wow, okay. But I've actually got her full book, Food as Medicine, and I can tell you, I would encourage every listener to go online. Okay, food as medicine. And just order it. They can ring us at the conference office. We've got it. But go online, order that book, deliver it to your house, food as medicine. So we're, we're promoting a taste of food as medicine, medicine, which is more or less like a cookbook as such. It, it's a little uh, version of her book. But okay. once you see that, and when you've got the whole book and all the information in there that supports everything is about why we should have a plant-based diet, you know, it's just, it's so interesting. You know, there's a lot of people today who call themselves vegans, but there are some vegans who are not very healthy for a lot of reasons. You see, we all need to discover, and I believe the Holy Spirit will yeah. show us if we ask him what is good for us, what right. is healthy for us. Hey, Lindy, we're going to have to pause and go to a break and uh, loving our conversation thus far. I hope you listeners are enjoying um, our conversation today as well. We'd like to promote this book offer one more time in our show today. If you would like a free copy, hey, if health is something that you're interested in, um, we want to give you a free gift from us to you, A Taste of Food as Medicine is the name of the book, Cooking for Your Best Health. If you'd like a free book, uh, Taste of Food as Medicine by author Sue Rad, uh, all you need to do is text the code SA144 here to the studio 04888880811 and we'll get that book out to you as soon as we can. And uh, please, please uh, text through, uh, grab your phone, text that code SA144 to our number uh, 04888880811 and we'd be more than happy to get that book out to you as soon as we can. Please don't go away. We have a few minutes to go in our program today, but we'll go to just uh, some music, and we'll be back in just a few moments.
wonderful words of life by the group Revelation. And uh, hope you enjoy the song. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. We've got about 15 minutes to go in our show today. Hope you're enjoying our program today. Our theme, the Bible, spirituality and physical health. And today we're looking at the question, are health principles really part of biblical religion? And so, um, Lindy, you mentioned before the break this um New START concept, this acronym, which I thought was absolutely wonderful, really gives a very simple and easy way of understanding um, living um, living this healthy life that God has called us to live. So, yeah, continue on with this conversation. You, you talked about nutrition and some of the uh, studies that have come through. We've mm-hmm. eaten certain foods and whatnot. So take us through to, to the end of our show. Um, maybe if you could um, perhaps... Unpack a little bit more of the New START acronym. I think that would be fantastic. Well, for the week, we're going to be looking at that, uh, Will. So we've got New START, nutrition, exercise, water, sunshine, temperance, air, rest and trust. And we're going to be each day oh, having okay. a bit of a look at sure. all of them because we want them to be in balance. And I think the acronym just helps us to... Uh, sometimes refocus and go, oh, well, I'm getting colds all the time. What's going on? Perhaps I'm eating too much sugar or I'm eating too many foods that are causing toxicity in my body. Now, look, it's not just about foods, let's be honest. We, we're yeah. exposed to all sorts of things. I, I understand that. And we can't possibly cover every topic here this week. Sure. But I believe that if a person says with the Lord's guidance and says, I'm going to do and have a new start and I'm going to follow these principles, that within a few weeks I'll start to see an improvement in their health if they've got some health issues. Yeah. You know, if we talk about nutrition, one of the things that is probably quite hard for us to is to eliminate refined flours, sugars, and other yeah. foods that are high on the glycemic index. You know, we don't want things that are putting our blood sugars up too high right. and causing us to have all sorts of effects throughout our body. You and I will need to eat several servings of vegetables and fruits every day. And also, and we're very thankful that in our society we can get them, high anti- antioxidant foods like blueberries, berries, right. raspberries, strawberries. There's a wonderful place up in the hills here in Adelaide. You can go and pick your own strawberries. Okay. We need lots of dark leafy greens and, and carrot juice is also a superstar in the high antioxidant area. And, you know, we should be eating more raw than cooked. Okay. You know, sometimes some people, and I've worked in aged care as a chaplain, they're not in a position to digest a lot of raw food. Yeah. I, I understand that. We're talking about principles that you and I can probably as younger people, or you are, be able to implement, and it's even better to grow our own foods. Another thing we can do is eat anti-inflammatory herbs and spices, like, believe it or not, ginger, turmeric, cayenne, yeah. cayenne pepper. If you're on blood thinners and you can talk to your doctor about perhaps reducing that a little bit and going on to something like cayenne pepper and some of these other things, garlics and onions, yeah. they're all good um, anti-inflammatories, sure. they help for your blood flow, they thin the blood, uh, cayenne can help thin the blood. You know, there's a lot of beautiful herbs that God's created for us. And th- and that's why he said, and I, I said that scripture before, uh, see, I've given you every herb that yeah. yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be food. And that's why, again, I promoted Sue Rad's book, Food 
as medicine. Yeah. In other words, if we're eating good quality foods, we are actually helping our bodies to be well. Now, a lot of people suffer from all sorts of sensitivities. They may not even realize it. They may think that, you know, that their bodies are working properly. But wheat and dairy are the main culprits. And it's mainly wow. because of the way our wheat is grown and the sorts of um, chemicals that are put on it and the way our milk is processed. But those two products, let me tell you, if you give them up or cut them way back, you'll see a big improvement. For me, when I've cut back all of those things, I hardly ever get a cold or a flu like I used to years wow. ago. So wheat and dairy. 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 That will be huge. There's a lot for of, a lot of people. It would be huge for a lot of people. You'd have to make a decision to do that. Do I still have some dairy? Yes, but I've cut it back quite a lot. And there's so many plant-based options nowadays. Yep. There's fake cheese, fake milk, <laughs> all those things. But not that they're necessarily good for you either. But, um, yes, yeah, so as I've talked about Sue Rad's book, if, I, if someone came to me and said, Lindy, what should I avoid? I would say avoid meat, sugar, refined foods, and dairy as much as you can. All of those right. foods cause inflammation in our bodies. So, you know, you might say, oh, Lindy, it's far too much. I can't do that. Just start out gradually. Just go, okay, this week I'm going to eat a bit more, a nice green salad. I'm going to have more um, of some berries with my food. And I'm yeah. going to have um, a plant-based, perhaps some corn or potatoes or even a plant-based loaf that you cook in the oven and have with gravy. There's so many options, right. so many options. And choose whole grains, green leafy vegetables, legumes, nuts. I don't know about you, but I love lentils. And lentils yeah. can be made into soups and loaves and all sorts of things, fruit and vegetables. So you want to try to minimize and limit the things that are causing inflammation and increase the things that are going to bring healing to your body. And as I said before, I always say grace because I believe that you know if we do the best we can, that God will add his grace to what we're trying to do and yep. he'll bless us. So, you know, the, if there's a plan, you want to decrease unhelpful foods because tonight we're looking at nutrition and increase helpful foods that reduce inflammation. Let me tell you about a lady, uh, Will. Her name was Eula Weaver. And she went to the Nathan Pritikin Longevity Research okay. Institute. Now, Nathan Pritikin... Um, ran this research institute. I'm not saying that this man had all the answers. In fact, I've read lots of books and I get a bit here and a bit there and I try to put it all together. But he had this lady come, Eula Weaver. She was 87 years old and she had claudication which, and she could hardly walk more than a few feet. And she had crippling pains in her legs. Her circulation was so poor that she almost always wore gloves and here's some of her health conditions. She had congestive heart failure, high blood pressure, angina, arthritis, and heart disease. She's 87 years old, and she goes to Nathan Pritikin's Longe Longevity Research Institution. And she followed his program, all right? <clears throat> some years later, she was competing in the Senior Olympics, Will, Wow. She'd given up all her medications and she went, did this with her doctor. And when she was 90 years old, she held the record in her age group for the 1500 meter walk. Wow. That's quite impressive. So even if you are older, 
you can turn around the damage done because that's the way God created our bodies to heal themselves when you follow the principles. And we're going to be looking at all of those principles. I'll just reiterate them again. Nutrition. Nutrition, yeah. Exercise. What's W for, Will? Water. Water. Yep. S for sunshine. Sunshine. T-, T for temperance. Temperance. You don't like that word, do you, Will? Temperance. I'm working on it. You're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> A for air. R for rest and T for trust. And we're going to look at all of those um, different aspects of the health principles and we're going to see what the Bible has to say about our health. Let me just share one scripture that I just love, Will, yep. in Psalm 103. And I've, I've prayed this for people because some of my work involves visiting people in hospital. But Psalms 103, it says this. It's beautiful. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me. Mm. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. This is a promise that you and I can claim as we go on this journey and we have a new start and become as healthy as God has created us to be. That is awesome, Lenny. Hey, I'm so excited that you're going to be in the studio with the rest of our team for this coming week. And uh, so for our listeners out there, we really want to encourage you to keep tuning in uh, at the same time uh, for the rest of this week as Lenny unpacks uh, different aspects of this question about the Bible, spirituality, and physical health. Can I just kind of add something as well as we kind of wrap up today, Lindy? I was just thinking what you were saying at the top of the show about how you, if we as pet owners want to give, you know, the best nutrition for our animals and, you know, for the cars, our cars. And I was just almost, you know, extending that analogy of, you know, we live in a world like, for instance, um, athletes, you know, you know, how important is it for professional athletes to be, uh, to get their nutrition right? You know, they can't just be eating anything and everything and expect to be exceeding in their, their field of, of their sporting endeavors. And I was just thinking, like, I kind of thought just came to me, Lindy, like, if people who are not of faith can be so, uh, disciplined and, uh, proactive and intentional about their diet and their food, obviously for things that they're trying to pursue. How much more important it is for for us as followers of Jesus? Absolutely, and and we're doing it. You know, the Apostle Paul says in First Corinthians somewhere, uh, I think it's ten, chapter ten, thirty one, that whatever we eat or drink, we do to the glory of God. Glory of God. So I just, yeah, to me, it kind of obviously as believers and as this as a Christian radio ministry, um, it always ties back to, hey, how does this glorify God? How does this impact my walk with God? And and we're trying to communicate that, yeah, it does matter what you eat, does matter what you put in your body. Because ultimately, it's out of these these vessels that God has given us, these miraculous thing we call the human body, mm. that we can think and 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 plan and and use our physical uh, body to glorify God. And so, yeah, just to, I guess that is, um, I guess in some ways, our motivation. We're not just you know, giving a list of foods to eat or donate just so you can live an extra X number of years, but it really boils down to to glorifying the God that has created Absolutely. us. Absolutely, and in Paul says about us running the race. Yeah, we are running. We are running the race. And there's another little point that you made me think of, Will, is that when we are providing our bodies with the right nutrition, we less crave the things that we shouldn't eat. Yeah. 
when we've got the right balance in our bodies of salts and nutrients, we're less crave the others. And when our bodies are nutritionally fed, the other areas of our life all benefit. Yeah, well. praise God. It's amazing. Praise God. So, hey, our time is almost up. So we've got couple more minutes before we sign off. Hey, uh, Lindy, I just want to acknowledge uh, Darren, who's actually called in today for the free book offer. So uh, Darren, who's tuning in uh, from here in uh, in South Australia, uh, we want to thank you for tuning in, buddy, and uh, we'll get that book out to you as soon as we can. Hey, Lindy, I just want to give uh, our listeners a bit of a, a preview of some of the questions that you are going to be tackling with our co-hosts. Um, so I believe tomorrow... Um, you and um, Pastor Marty will be looking at the question about physical exercise. Yes, we're going to look at physical exercise and we're also going to look at uh, water. Okay, so look at both of them. But right. The question is physical exercise mentioned in the Bible? Does it say we need to exercise 40 minutes a day, five times <laughs> a week? Well, no, exactly. Okay. It doesn't exactly, <laughs> but there is enough evidence for us to understand that exercise is important. Also, awesome. And I just want to quickly run through those, those titles that you and our team are going to be looking at. You're looking at self-control. Is self-control an oxymoron? <laughs> Yourself and Pastor Ricardo later on in the week. Is sleep important? Yourself and Pastor Fabiano. And uh, at the end of the week, is physical health and spirituality connected? That's yourself and uh, and our good friend and uh, Nick Creta. And we also have a physiotherapist coming. Yes, on I caught that, yes, uh, Michaela. Yes. yes, so uh, Mick, Michaela or Mick T, she's affectionately known, will be in the studio sharing her expertise in, in regards to her line of work, physiotherapy. Um, so, hey, our time is up. We hope that you have been blessed by our show today. Please tune in the same time tomorrow as. Uh, as Pastor Marty and Lindy look at the question of physical exercise in the scriptures. And so as we like to do before we sign off, we want to leave you with the words of Jesus Christ. And this is a promise to each and every one of us as we go through our week this week. It is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 14 and verse 27, where our Lord Jesus Christ says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time. When I survey the wondrous cross On which the Prince of Glory
survey when I survey 